you actually sound like you're ready to do this today. Yeah, I am. I'm ready. I'm it's ready been a roller coaster, today. hasn't it? Today or in general? <laughs> in general, just the week. It's the week of it excitement, has. highs it and lows. Oh my gosh. A lot of highs, a lot of highs, and I think I'm just so drained now. I run think us through like the highs. The run, run everyone through the highs. I want to hear them. You want to hear my highs? Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Let's st- let's start off this this episode with some highs. Why not? Well, some are in progress that I will not talk about because that's um that's ah. a secret that okay. maybe people will find out soon. But yeah, other highs is I'm finishing placement tomorrow. Ooh, that's insane. So uh, how do you feel about yeah, that? Oh my god, I uh, feel ready now. I think maybe yep. a couple of weeks ago, I was like, "Oh, like I'm gonna miss my clients and things like that," which I will. But now I'm ready to move on to the next. I'm ready to finish this degree. I'm, I still have one <laughs> yeah. more placement, and the next placement's really, really exciting. So I don't know. I'm just ready. I think. What about you? What are your highs? Uh, oh, highs. Oh, I had. I had a really good week so far. It's only Thursday, but uh, it was my mum's birthday on Tuesday, which was lovely. So oh spent God, the day with her, birthday. took her out for dinner, which was really nice. So that was probably the high of my week. But uh, yeah, placement has come to an end. It's all it's all happening now. Too. Yeah, all done. Because our boys lost the finish? we lost the final against Brisbane uh, up up in Queensland. Mm-hmm. So that was a big day too. So I was up at four o'clock in the morning to catch a flight. It was a 6 a.m. flight to Brisbane and then we had 40 all day and then we flew back that night. Like that, that's it was it was crazy how how big that that was. But um and lots of lots of flat sort of mixed emotions as well with losing and that was the end of the season and stuff. But yeah, placement two done. So one to go. So are people allowed to know where you had your placement? Where I had my placement or where my next one is? Oh, both. Because <laughs> I was like, I feel like I gave it away when I said we lost to Brisbane up there. But uh yeah, the previous one was with Williamstown VFL, and my next one is with Maribyrnong Sports Academy. So I already work there, oh, so I'm very <laughs> fortunate to be in the exact position that I need to be in for for both. So I kind of know what to expect going into it, which is really good. Yeah, and are you going to do the same role as you have been doing, or is there, there some differences? There are some differences. We won't we won't mention those yet. Uh, mm-hmm. We will see. We can talk about those after they have been finalized. Actually, <laughs> perhaps. Yeah. Yeah. Are you allowed to talk about yours yet, or? I guess so. Like, I my next one is, is it all signed off? With, that's what they say, but there's no start date. <laughs> okay. Maybe maybe you we wait. Maybe we leave we'll everyone on that cliffhanger with my next one is, and then we wait. My next one is really cool though. <laughs> Um, I might even be starting next week. We don't even know. Oh, okay. It's it's ready to go. I'm just, yeah, it could be any day that I just start. <laughs> All right. Well, so apologies, everyone. You're going to have to just stay tuned and, and wait. I'm excited Hopefully about that one. <laughs> it won't be too long. <laughs> but, yeah. So, Good. today. Today, we're going to continue from last week. A little, a little recap of last week. We spoke about the different substances like alcohol and drugs just in for your mental um on your mental well-being uh and physical too we did brush past that 
And then we spoke a little bit on gambling addiction, which was interesting because I work for, you know, Gambler's Help and stuff. So we gave some supports as well. It was a bit more darker than the other episodes, but sometimes you, you got to have those episodes in, in, in mental health. <laughs> got to be a bit more serious. Yeah. But yeah. today we're going to speak about um, substances in sports. Yeah. Impact athletes. So we're trying not to go as dark as last week. Yeah. Um, but like we are talking about doping and like people would know, you know, things like Lance Armstrong and all that sort of stuff. Like that's sort of the realm that we're going to delve into a little bit today and hopefully yeah. uh, shed a bit of light on a couple of different things. I'm going to share some stories mm-hmm. if you don't mind. And uh, yeah, yes. see where it takes us. We love your stories. <laughs> Good. I love hearing about them. Good. I will continue them. Sorry. Yeah. Just a little explanation, doping, for those who don't know, it refers to the use of uh, banned substances in competitive sports. Uh, in other words, it's performance-enhancing drugs. In short, we call them PEDs. So they're used by athletes to improve their performance and they've been banned because there are a lot of risks to using these drugs. A lot of them, they could be stimulants, they could be steroids, um, some of the risks uh, that that can happen are irreg- irregular heart rhythm, uh, high blood pressure, anxiety attacks um, for your central nervous system. There is like insomnia, anxiousness, depression, aggressive behavior, respiratory such as nosebleeds or sinus uh, issues, hormonal issues, and the biggest one being that they're also like used to gain an advan- unfair advantage over other people who are competing. So it kind of devalues the spirit of the competition. Yeah. So it's really interesting because if you were, if you were an athlete who was just using recreational drugs out on the weekend or something, it would, it would be perceived very differently. So like we use Coke as an example. If you're out on the weekend and you're on the bags with your mates and you just just because you want to have a fun time and you cashed up, then people kind of like, oh, you know, it's just letting off some steam or being a dickhead or whatever. But if you're deliberately doing that, then prior to a race or, or competition or whatever, because you know you need to be sort of sharp and speedy and whatever else, or you think that's going to help, then it's a very different context. So there's going to be a little bit of that stuff as well that we'll try to cover. So where do we where do we start? Nice little definition there with some of the side effects. I, Where do you reckon we kick this off? Well, it's hard. This is like just going to be information-based. We're not judging anyone or um, for what they do. It is hard to know. I guess there's not as much research out there of like people doing drugs or any substance before a competition. That's quite difficult to get through ethics. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, can we just put a bunch of athletes on these uh, illegal substances and just measure stuff? Yeah, sure, guys. No worries. Yeah, exactly. And like who's going to admit to that and potentially lose their career? So I guess whatever we say right now, it's not so much of um, fact, but it is what can happen if, you weren't taking those substances during your performance or just before. Yeah, so bit, bits and pieces of what we'll talk about today are based on the research, sort of fundamentals of drug interactions and things like that, but definitely not research heavy on 
sporting side of it and and its implications and things like that this is going to be more sort of like personal stories and things we've heard and and that sort of thing so yeah yeah for sure we'll yourself. um i want to hear about your personal story to to be honest i yeah all right let's start with that that because it was still have like weird memories of the whole thing where do i start the how old were you Nineteen. Mm-hmm. I think I was about 19, 20. But so in, in Australia, ASADA um, are the ones who basically run the, the anti-doping stuff. Um, mm-hmm. Don't tell me what the thing means, but <laughs> basically they just can turn up whenever they want. So if you're, so I was part of a swimming club and one, uh, yeah, it was an afternoon. Three people just rolled in wearing like the sort of dorky ASADA uniform that they have, which is, like kind of a like ill-fitted polo with like a um, government like name tag thing on and, and a clipboard and like really kind of stereotypical rolled yeah. in and basically just went you you athletes you get to you get to be tested and there was like there was no heads up there was no warning or nothing and basically what you have to do is they take you into a room somewhere like a private room and on that particular day it was a urine sample and a blood test as well so wow. It's it's like it's super intimidating because it's literally just you and this stranger in this room and it all feels very serious. And it's basically like, yeah, we've got to get this urine sample off you. Here's your little cup thing. And I thought it was like, okay, great. Off we go. I'm going to do this and then I'll bring you my cup back. And it was like, no, we have to watch you pee in the cup so that you don't try anything shifty. I was like, yeah, are you serious right now? And no joke. So I'm in Speedos. So I'm already wearing hardly anything. And this guy says, I need you to pull them down to your knees. I was like, why all the way down to my knees, man? That's so weird. So I'm standing there. I I basically like, I was like, nah, I'm taking my shirt off because this is weird. And I had speedos at my knees and then I peed in the cup and no joke. It was like, it felt like this dude's head was like this far away from what was happening. Just like that. Are you serious? (laughs) It was the most awkward thing ever. I tried to make a joke at the time because yeah. I was I, seriously, I was feeling so uncomfortable. And I was like, I, I tried to make this joke. He did not laugh even a little bit. I said, um, just don't laugh when I when I pull my speedos down, yeah? And no <laughs> <laughs> this guy just deadpan stared at me for what felt like 15 seconds. And I was like, okay, not a joker. That's all right. <laughs> Got through this really awkward thing, and then basically went back to the to the the rest of the squad and was like, "Did they like stare at you while you were doing it?" And like, "Oh yeah, that's normal, so that you can't cheat." I was like, "That has to be that has to have come in from somewhere. Like something has happened at some point." And the rumor that I heard was that it was a runner back in the day. Apparently, I I don't know how true this is. This was good thing we warned everyone before this. What I heard was. They made, they manufactured a fake penis. So they literally like, not like a paper mache kind of vibes, right? But like a clone penis. penis. And they had (laughs) clean urine apparently to to go through this fake penis. And I I was like, man, like you guys wrecked it for everybody else. Because now we're going to have people stare at our junk from like 30 centimeters away. It was so weird. Anyway, really, really uncomfortable experience. Yep. That's my story. Oh my god! <laughs> was this regularly? Was that the first and only time you had to do it? 
that was that was luckily for me the one and only time I had to do that. Because what happens is at so at like states or nationals and things like that, the asada are there and they'll just ping people randomly. So a lot of the time, like if people have watched swimming on TV, you'll see like basically the athletes will jump out of the pool and as they're doing the media stuff with you know Channel Nine or whoever's there, the asada people will be like hovering around in the background, like just ready to ping them. Because what you have to do is if they say you know, like Kyle Chalmers, for example, like unreal 100 freestyler, gets pinged all the time. Yeah. So he wins, they ping him and they're like, come on, let's go. And basically the Asada people hang out with you literally like by your side until you're ready to do the test. So sometimes it can take hours and hours and hours because if you're if you're competing so much, you actually don't produce a lot of urine, like you're dehydrated. And they, they need a specific... Yeah, yeah. So they need a specific minimum amount of urine in order to test it. So there's all these requirements too. Like if it's too, um, like if it's not concentrated enough, the test doesn't work, and and they need a certain amount and all that. So like I had teammates that would have to hang out at the pool for hours and hours and hours, tr- just trying to wow. get this sample to go through, and it was like it's just yeah, it's really annoying. But you you sort of understand why, yeah. Yeah, so like essentially, if you are a really good swimmer, they'll pin you. <laughs> they'll they'll try, yeah. Um, it, you don't even have to be that high up the ranks either. Like when I got done, I was like maybe making semifinals at nationals. I think like I might have just got unlucky that day, but yeah, like you you could be sort of top ten, and they'll they'll ping you randomly. Yeah, you and just got to go they through. Looking it. for. That's a good question, actually. I'm I'm not too sure what would be sort of commonly used substances in swimming. I would say it'd be things like increased lung capacity and stuff. So um the common ones are so someone got done two of two of the female swimmers from Oz that were were allegedly done for stuff a couple of years back. One of them was to do with some it was some sort of heart medication or something that I think they probably argued increased sort of output, cardiovascular output. The other one was uh, like a banned asthma medication that would like supposedly give you more, um, yeah, capacity yeah, for, for that. Like yeah. asthma, asthma medication would be like either cortisol or steroid. Yeah. So, so I had to fill in. So when I was on asthma medication, when I was swimming, I had to fill in this massive form that was like, you know, this is me and this is my medication and the dosage and how often I take it and all that sort of stuff as well. Cause if I hadn't done that and then been tested, they'd be like, well, you've got a banned substance in your system. So there are like, there are processes to go through if you like, if you need the thing. Um, yeah, but obviously like, you know, a lot of other like, things can't. Obviously. And like a lot of people with ADHD that need their stimulant medication as well. There's like a whole bunch of, um, I guess, stuff that happens there where people can't travel and stuff without their medication and, they can't compete. I don't know if it's like if everything's fine now with that, but I know a few years back there was a lot of commotion around uh, people needing ADHD medication. Yeah, right. Because I, yeah, like it wouldn't surprise me because, you know, like dexamphetamine is it's literally that. Like there's amphetamine in it. So like a, a buddy of mine got, he, he got banned from racing for two years because back when... I don't know if you remember, but like back around sort of 2005 to 
2012, the the supplement yeah. industry where it first kicked off, it was like the Wild West. Like there were no rules for any of that stuff. So people were just producing stuff and just putting it out on the market. And this one that this buddy of mine took, turns out that it had synthetic methamphetamine in it. There were small oh. traces of it. And he, he didn't know because it wasn't on the ingredients list of the of the thing. And um, yeah, copped a ban for two years from competing. So he's like, oh, I'll just have some pre-workout before training and get myself up and nope. So, My God. Big deal. Yeah, that's, it is definitely a huge deal. Yeah, it says here like ADHD medication are included in the World Anti-Doping Agency prohibited list. However, if you've been diagnosed, you can take them which is good. Yeah, okay. But I remember there being articles going around that was like, oh, they were unsure about it. Mm. Because What's, I guess yeah. like people, yeah. Open for it's exploitation. A, a, for sure, yeah. but you definitely need to have. So the, wor- the World uh, Anti-Doping, surprise. yeah, World Anti-Doping Authority, that's WADA. And interestingly mm. enough, when the Essendon peptide thing happened, WADA were the ones who just yeah. basically like, invited themselves in so like uh, up until then this this i found this fascinating because at the time i was swimming and we were heavily regulated by these people but the afl would basically just self-regulated in their drugs policy so some of the stories that i heard about players doing stuff whether it was for performance or just out on the weekends or whatever apparently i don't know how true this is but apparently they had a self-report measure back in the day where like mm. if you had done the wrong thing on the weekend you could go to the team and be like hey i mucked up this is what i did and they'd just be like naughty boy don't do it again and that was that was pretty much how it was run for a while oh, i yeah. think it's a lot more what strict now but um yeah not not too sure be interested to hear if anyone knows sort of you know how how it actually was run back then cuz cuz that's what i heard so from from a number of different people yeah, and did they, like, go about it in the way that they gave them supports and things like that? <laughs> I'd I'd like to say yes, but I don't. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not too sure. Yeah, the support systems now in the AFL are way, way better than they used to be. Way better. Yeah, that's true. There's a lot of people um in the mental health uh, sec- section over there. There's numerous people. Sports psychs, clinical psychs. Uh, mental well-being all that stuff <laughs> yeah it's huge a lot more involved now well the other um, performance drug that is probably the most commonly used and with a lot of research is uh, anabolic steroids yeah In, um, so I mean if you go on your Instagram page and you see a lot of the bodybuilders and things like that can assume half the time they might be taking a little bit of something (laughs) a little bit of something a little bit of something but there's definitely a lot of people that are natural but there's always that I guess there's a lot of people that put other people down for um taking steroids which I feel like shouldn't be a thing because it's their body who cares like if you want to uh, build strength strength and stuff like that you should like if you want to inject yourself that's fine as long as you're doing it the correct way and I know there are places in Melbourne that actually you do it with with doctors 
yeah right um yeah so you go to them and everything's like measured and checked and because you are messing with your hormones essentially so you got to be real careful with the way you go about it and how you cycle it and there are doctors that help with that so I guess if you're doing it in the right way I don't see any harm but I guess it's when you don't know what you're doing and you're just putting things in your body hoping for the best yeah that's that's interesting because I I'm surprised that there's like it actually am I not really that there's sort of I'm assuming it's fairly underground though because I've not seen that habit. like there's no GPs out there being like oh come and see me and I'll hook you up but it's like if if you want to then at least I'll sort of be managing what's going on I don't mind that rather than sort of you know old mate in the bloody back car park who's got a boot full of stuff that you don't know where it's come from and you know take this march and do it yeah Jesus okay because it's not like it is I'm pretty sure it's illegal to do it on your own but you can do it through a doctor and they mainly are sports med people um that do all that stuff because there are heaps of side effects to it such as like hair loss, acne, high blood pressure, heart problems, liver damage, kidney damage, like aggression, paranoid, roid rage, anxiety, depression, uh, infertility, like the, the list goes on. So, and look, I'm not, I'm not too familiar with the ins and outs of steroids, but I do know you have to cycle it every so often and there's different types of steroids as well. So working with a professional is definitely like very important. But there are like bodybuilding uh, competitions that don't allow any steroid use, and then there's some that do. Yeah. So, so which do you do you remember which ones? Which they've all got like acronyms, different acronyms for each one. But so there's one that's basically like you can just go to town and have as much as you want and whatever you want. And then yeah. there's other there's other ones that are like. Are there ones that are that are basically like you can have a little bit, but we don't want you to go crazy? And then there's other ones that are like, no, it's proper banned and you can't do anything. Yes. So the like C bum and the old school, like Jay Cutler and Ronnie Coleman, like all those guys, they'd be in that, they'd be in the field of like, go to town. Here's all this all the steroids and all the drugs you want. Try to make yourself look as big and shredded as possible. And then the kind of um is it the is it the bikini contest that are more sort of we don't want you to go nuts with it but we're kind of going to turn a blind eye if you are doing stuff yeah the physique so contest. Like, yeah so apparently steroids are not legal in bodybuilding and in competitions according to wada <laughs> wada <it's> just <laughs> like please please guys don't do it and they're all roided up to their ears and they're like well oh. Or <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm not sure if like um no, because I'm pretty sure there's one that um does allow it, but maybe it could be in different countries as well. Uh yep. Legal yep. And others, yeah. Yeah. Well it's um it's interesting that and like so the side effect, the main side effect of the so like you're you're on let's say you do a cycle, right? So you do a cycle of testosterone, so you're artificially putting extra testosterone into your body so then mm-hmm. when you stop the cycle what what actually happens in your body at that point yeah so your body because you're so used to increasing your testosterone by you know injecting yourself with it your body loses the ability to make it for itself right 
And then, so what happens is I'm pretty sure you get an influx of progesterone, which is one of the female hormones. And that's so why sometimes. Like, so estrogen? Estrogen and progesterone. Yeah. So I think, is it progesterone's like the, the precursor to test or estrogen? I think if I go back to like right. <laughs> first year undergrad days. Anyway, basically like what happens is your body stops making it on its own. So then you have, mm-hmm. does it go back to normal at some point? Like if you just stop, ta- if you stop taking steroids and then like five years later, would it just eventually return? Or is it like once you do it, you're pretty much stuffed at that point. You have to keep doing it. Do you know? Nah, I wouldn't say you're stuffed forever, but you need to know how to regulate your hormones. It's the same as like, how women take uh, the pill and things like that, that messes with your mm. hormones. And therefore when you get off of it, it takes two years for your body to um, uh, regulate its itself, like its hormones. So it's the exact same thing with taking testosterone, except the impacts on your mental health can be a lot worse because you're taking testosterone, you're growing muscle, you're really strong, you stop taking it. And then you lo- lose quite a bit of muscle mass and strength. And then you never are able to get back to the level that you were without testosterone. And that can really impact someone's mental health and confidence. That's the, that's the big issue about it as well. So things to be aware of for anyone out there who's listening and uh, may or may not be partaking in what we've just discussed. I'm sure they already know anyway, like if you're taking yeah, it. Yeah, they, we should have of... them on the podcast to actually talk about it because they probably know way more about it than we do. Yeah. So. Yeah, can you please come and educate us properly? Because um, feel feel free yeah, to reach um, out. We can keep we can keep it all anonymous. <laughs> we won't name you or film it or yeah. anything like that. We'll keep it all off book. We'll but, get one of those cool um, voice changer just... things like they do on sixty minutes. Oh, yes. <laughs> Make them sound like a robot. <laughs> the blurred out face and the like <laughs> robot uh, voice. That would be so funny. <laughs> Okay, so it can take up to four months to restore natural testosterone levels after being on anabolic steroids for a long time. Withdrawal symptoms from steroid uh, steroids can include fatigue, weight loss due to lowered appetite and um, muscle mass loss. So four months, that's like that 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 would feel like quite a while, especially if like because I'm assuming would, the side but... effects are pretty shit. Yeah, and I guess like it just depends if you're working with a professional or not as, at the same time. Mm. So that could just be like four months if you're working with someone. Yeah, well, because true. you need to take other hormones to counteract the um, testosterone afterwards. But yeah, such an and, interesting um, space. It is. We should learn more. I Again, think it's gaining. To... Yeah, we we would seriously love to have someone come on and talk about their own experience with it if they are willing to but it's it seems to be something that's gaining so much more traction now and mm-hmm. like you mentioned earlier it's like every time i jump on my instagram feed there's something on there or like youtube shorts especially is really bad for this there's something on there about steroids whether it's someone talking about the cycle that they're doing or it's probably just my algorithm, but it's yeah. It's, I'm like, what, it's just what's everywhere. going on with yours? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what's happening with your algorithm? I'm the I one f- that's like powerlifting and stuff, and I don't even get that stuff. <laughs> I feel like I feel like it's gonna be the algorithm is gonna be like people's search history, essentially like in vivo at some point. It's gonna be like what's on what's on your search feed? 
What have you got? Because that will tell us <laughs> what stuff is being targeted towards you. I'm assuming it's because I'm a guy because yeah. most of it's just guys who are you know, the jacked up year round and like 8% body fat at their worst. And it's like, and then they, they'd be like, oh yeah, I've never done anything in my life. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that is know, really, really like- toxic of you to say that, but um, yeah, great. <laughs> bbl space with the girls on instagram and they're like oh i just like this is my body unreal <laughs> i hope so but anyway ah, socials don't get me started again on socials <laughs> i was like maybe we'll just do a whole episode on socials and how toxic they are for people i can talk i can talk about socials and how shit it is <laughs> 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 yeah shit it is uh, yeah I reckon, um, so, like, we only have a month and a half left of coursework. So anyone who's listening, some episodes may just be us talking absolute garbage because we are both grinding on our thesis and on our assignments and also the new placements. So if some episodes are just not, just you know fun times he he hoo hoo that is why <laughs> yeah we are uh, we probably we probably shouldn't even we probably shouldn't even promise a weekly episode at this point because when it's getting closer to crunch time it's it's going to be freaking stressful there's about 13,000 words to do in the next four-ish weeks so yeah well I finished Yay. my assignment so oh you little nerd <laughs> <laughs> You know me, I always get things done early. Yeah, I know. And I was going to say, you know me, I always do them at the last minute. So, yeah, good. Good, good. Yin and yang, perfect match. Good. (laughs) But anyway, just bear with us. As the weeks go by, I think we will probably not even be making sense. Who knows? Or we'll be manic. Um, We'll give it a go. Just stay tuned for the rollercoaster of emotions we're about to endure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I hope everyone has a lovely day. And Likewise. yeah, we'll see you next week. Thanks, crew. Yeah. See you later. Peace out.